All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. 20 to 9, he's on the couch with his coffee. Nico, our petrol head. Hey, Nico. Hello, Michelle. How are you doing? Well, uh, I, I wish I had that cup of coffee, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's simple. Just come over. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nico, you realize, of course, that today is the last day of the 52-week challenge. Yeah, that's uh, actually, um, it's exciting and a little bit sad because, um, you know, we've had some fun and, and interesting um, answers to the questions. It's always been, I've always enjoyed the answers and the reactions we got, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. But you found it quite hard as well, hey? Oh, it's, yeah, it, it, to try and find ungoogleable questions is really tough. So every time <laughs> I'm racking my brain, and so it's actually quite hard until we start. And when you ask the question, I'm always excited to, uh, for my side, it's exciting to hear what the reactions are and, and will people get it right? And, you know, will they, what will they, how many will get the answer right? So once we're in, I really enjoy it. And of course, everybody's now waiting to see what we do next. But we're just going to hold that thought. Yeah, we're going um, to pause for a little bit. I'm going to take a question holiday. <laughs> <laughs> A question break. Okay, so Nico, um, my challenge, of course, is to break my own record, which is 12.35. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it, but uh, let's give it a shot anyway. Hey, what do you think? I think so. Nick, you're doing quite well. Obviously, you've decided that you didn't like the previous timer, so you have a new timer. So let's see how your new your timekeeper does. You, you imply that my timer, my timer in Dosh's timing is a cheat time. I think she's somehow biased towards your time, so I'm not sure how ah, she works with watch. No, 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 no. She's <laughs> using, she uses her cell phone clock. So Okay, well, let, well let's see how. I'm going to count you down and let's see how well you do. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Lucky Alan, Roger, 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 Polly, Temba, Hans, Jet, Cree, Ian, Hans, Vish, Lucky, Ranja, Raditi, Rod, Golani, Temba, Gail, Ray, Anthony, Anthony, Nick, Temba, Kalma, Hongo, Eldred, Uva, Ulin's husband, Charlie, Ranja, Casper, Gerald, Aubrey, Alan, Jet, Crew, Peter, Bongani, Imran, Ken, Shane, Tubelo, Judy, Jet, Crew, Hans, Mike, Peter, Nderbs, Lynn's husband, Charlie, Hans, Brandon, Peter, Sheila, Ward. Wow. Wow, and, that was good. Uh, no, How fast is that? It went up. 16.50, nearly 16 seconds, 50. Wow. Hey. Yeah, you had a bit of a stumbling block in the, in the I, start. I know, in the beginning, I, I kind of slipped over my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you got it in the end. That's 16.50. Well, I'm going to keep it on record because you never know where we go to from here. Nico, what's the question? The final okay, question. A, and uh, Sheila is going to have to see if she can answer it, of course. Let's Sheila, Sheila from Macanda Graham's tongue. Yeah. Hello, Sheila. How are you? No, Sheila's not on the line yet. We're trying to get her. So, um, she, oh, well, but not to then, worry. Sheila. Okay. Because I'm worried that Sheila's going to Google. Um, oh. So let's see. Sheila, I'll go for it. Um, I'm going to ask a question. Uh, what is the similarity between the McLaren F1 and the first Land Rover? So what is the similarity? What do, what do they have in common? What do they share between the McLaren F1 and the first Land Rover? And you're, of course, a big fan of Land Rover now because you drove that beautiful one last week. Is that well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the, the Defender and I am um, a big fan of the McLaren F1. The McLaren F1, of course, was designed by um, Gordon Murray. Um, um, and uh, it, in my mind, uh, one, of the be- well, one of the best cars ever. Of course, he's designed a new car. So very famous. For- he was a Formula One um, designer that designed Formula One cars and then decided to, to build this car um, called the McLaren F1, which is really a road car. 
but but it was an astounding car that had um, unbelievable performance. Um, it actually had gold um, in the engine compartment. So um, that's the only car I know of that has gold there because that's uh, um, the best to reflect the heat from the engine. So interesting car. But anyway, let me not digress. So let's see um, how you get along with the question. What is the similarity between the McLaren F1 and the first Land Rover? What do they share or what do they have in common? That's the question. Okay, so Sheila, you're not uh, there. You're not answering your phone. So you forfeit. Yep, you forfeit the opportunity to be the final winner of the 52-week challenge. And we put the question out there: the uh, similarity between the McLaren F1 and the Land Rover. And you can first Land Rover. Very first Land Rover. And you can SMS us on 41391. You can WhatsApp us on 0614. 104107. You can phone us on 7142006 or you can follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Jets at Breakfast or at Mish Constant and let us know what you think. So, Nico, what are you talking about? And if people have got questions for you with regards to cars, what are you going to engage us with? So today we're talking about the new Mercedes-Benz C-Class. So Mercedes-Benz has just um, launched internationally the new C-Class. Of course, yeah. that means that it's a little bit way, uh, a few months off. I think Mercedes-Benz says about the third quarter this year um, it will be coming to South Africa. Uh, of course, first of all, for South Africa, that's really quite an important thing, um, the C-Class, yeah. because it's manufactured in Port Elizabeth. So, you know, it's always really good for our economy and, and, and very good when we... And, and there's, of course, a lot of manufacturers that are, are building cars here. Mercedes-Benz built the, the previous C-Class and now the new C-Class. And, of course, you can imagine for Mercedes-Benz how important the C-Class is because it's been around um, since the 1980s. Um, again, you know, if you talk about history, I remember one of my favorite cars in the 1990s was that 190E Evolution 2. So if you're a little bit older, you might know the Mercedes-Benz 190E Evolution 2, 2.5-liter um, uh, four-cylinder engine. Great-looking car, big wing at the back, which was interesting for the time. And now this is the latest incarnation. So normally when you talk about car design, you talk about evolution or revolution. Evolution would mean that it evolves the design. Evolution is completely new. And pretty much for the outside of the C-Class, it's evolution. So it's evolved. So if you're going to see it from the front or the back or the side, you're going to immediately see it's a C-Class. I have no doubt about that. I think manufacturers do that as well with their cars because they want to keep that brand identity. But it's more evolved now with narrower headlights, um, that Mercedes-Benz grill with a big badge is still there, immediately recognizable, and then big air intake in the front. Um, very smooth, silhouetted. Um, and then at the back as well, maybe that stands out a bit more. I think the, the, um, the, the design uh, at the back is very thin headlights and um, good-looking um, good or big, big exhaust. That's what a lot of people want, although I'm sure that, um, like most cars now, they're not really real exhaust, but it's part of the design. So, um, as I said, more evolving of the previous C-Class in, in, in a brand. Well, design-wise, it's more evolved in a, a big step. And then the car's grown quite a bit. So 65 millimeters longer, 30, 30, 13 millimeters wider, and the car's nine miles lower. So um, it's grown a little bit in the interior space. And then the big step, of course, would be on the inside. I don't know if you've got some uh, images, Michelle, that you could see it, see what it looks like. No, but I think I know which one you're talking about. It's the new Merc that we're just watching on the road at the moment. No, so this is not. No, so I think um, this is not necessarily. This is not yet in South Africa. So this oh. the C class is actually just. Um, so it, how many factors would do this? Is if you start watching car magazines or 
reading newspapers about cars or on the internet, they have spy pics first. So they have the car, but they're testing it. So there's, there's like a film on the car with lots of squiggles. You can't really recognize the design. And then there's one day where they say, okay, this is the car. And they mm. show images in the press, but nobody's really driven it. It's more um, like an introduction to the Jeez, car. it's massive. So it's a great-looking car. You can yeah. see the inside. And, and I think the inside really I, I, I quite like where um, it's, it's much more evolution on the inside. So two big dis- displays in front of the driver. You get a, hor- big, a big horizontal display. Um, and then there's a, a, a vertical one on the center. And this is the design, I, I would say, fairly similar to what you would get in the new S-Class. So a lot of high-tech, there's very few buttons now on the inside. Of course, the window winders and things like that would be a button. But when you look at the climate control or the center display, um, everything has now gone um, digital. I think that's the way cars are moving. So you, um, for both screens, you get a two, uh, either 26 centimeter or 31.2 centimeter for the instrument cluster. Um, that's, in other words, the, the speedometer red counter. And then a, a bigger 24.1 or 30.2 centimeter for the center display. So um, really, I, I think it looks to me like yeah. a great place to be yeah, inside. Yeah, it's a beautiful car, hey? Whoa. Yeah, it really is a stunning car. Um, and then interesting with engines, um, uh, engine-wise, it's going to have, all the cars will have a 48-volt mild hybrid system. So this is the way cars are moving nowadays, where um, before we had a 12-volt battery, um, let's go back a, a few decades, and that was the lights and the radio, and, and there were some electrical things. And if you really had a cool car, it had um, electric windows. And it was really fancy in the 80s. It had an air conditioner. Now there's so many electronics in the cars, but what they've also now done is that they've taken what they call an integrated starter generator. In other words, um, there's now, it's almost, think of it almost like an electric motor that would help to boost the car. And in the case of this car, it can deliver in a, an overboost. In other words, let's say you're driving and you want to overtake a car quickly. That electric motor will then give you 15 kilowatt or 200 newton meters. So that's like a little kick in the butt. Almost think of, you know, Knight Rider when he pressed turbo boost on his car. This is sort of that's the reaction you're going to get. So um, the um, petrol-wise, it actually has 1.5 liter um, turbo engines. Um, the C180 has got 125 kilowatts and 250 newtons, and then the C200 has got 150 kilowatts um, and 300 newtons, and then there's a C300, which is a 2-liter with 190 kilowatts and 400 newton meters. And then, of course, on the diesel side, I sometimes hear people still saying diesel is dead and diesel is dying, and I still don't see that. I mean, here's Mercedes-Benz with the C-Class, and they're launching two diesels, a C220 diesel with 147 kilowatts and 400 newtons, and a C300 diesel, which I think is the car to have, if I could pick out of all the cars here, 195 kilowatts and 550 newtons. So really, on the um, and all of these engines right now are four cylinders only. And then um, interesting, um, and I'm really looking forward to see how they do that, is that, um, and I see a lot of people are going to now stand up or get a small heart attack, the new um, AMGs will only be two liters. So they're going to move away from V8 to two liters apparently for the hmm. AMGs, which is really interesting. So, you know, I look at this car and I think, wow, it'll get to South Africa maybe in 2024, 25. Hopefully by then I have a real job and, um, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> and, and a real salary and I can afford a car like this because I imagine when I look at this car, it's beautiful. But, it's really I, nice, it's, but, but I imagine the cost is going to be phenomenal. Well, the thing is, um, so of course, because it's fairly new, well, it's actually not fairly new, it's brand new, there's no, no cost released yet. So Mercedes-Benz are not going to tell us what the costs are because they want to wait till the car comes to South Africa. But as I said, really what's nice is the fact that there's a, a factory for Mercedes-Benz 
means this car is coming towards the end of the year. Where in other countries, normally what would happen is it might take a lot longer um, because the car has to be, um, you know, it has to come from, imagine for Mercedes-Benz, from a factory in Germany, in Stuttgart maybe, where here yeah, the factory is right here. So that means the car is going to come or uh, going to be with us a lot quicker. I'll give you an idea of pricing currently. The C200 pricing around, is around about 840000 um, That's the current starting price. Um, and then if you go um, on, to, oh, hang on, I've got the wrong one. Yeah, I've got the coupes. Let me just get the, the, the standard C-class. Starting at about 720000 and for the AMG, 1.8 million. Um, so there's a wide range of, 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 of prices. And I guess you could start around about this. And I don't know what the price would be, but it would probably be around about the seven. 800,000 rands, which I would say is a lot of money, but definitely, of course, this is a lot of car. It certainly does look like a lot of car. It is a 10 to 9. Don't forget that question. Super easy. Well, the answer may not be super easy. The question is super easy. The McLaren F1 and the Land Rover Defender have something in common. The what? first Land Rover. The, the first, first, very important. The Land, first Rover. Land Rover and the McLaren F1, what do they have in common? The very first Land Rover that came off the rank, or off the, the, the what do they call it? The, the uh, Michelle, you're adding, you're adding notes here to the question, which you shouldn't. <laughs> 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 you're adding details, which you should not, okay. Michelle. The Let first Land Rover and the McLaren F1, what do they have in common? That's the yes. question. The first That's Land Rover and the McLaren F1, what do they have in common? Hans says that it is the front bonnet badges that are oval-shaped. Nope. Charlie says they both had all aluminium bodies. Nope. Um, then, uh, sorry, Charlie, I mean, you've, you've, you've asked, you've answered it about five times. Charlie, it's not the right answer. Sorry, Charlie, get over it. Move on. Find another answer is what I can say. I know you want to be the 52 week challenger, but there we have it. Um, then we've got Alan in Kaberga saying a limited slip diff. No, that's interesting. No, no. Uh, Vish says they both are powered by a 48-volt electric. Nope. Definitely not. Okay. Um, There's a couple of others, but we'll hold on them for a moment. I think we hold on them. So we've got um, Darian from Margate saying they're both four-wheel drive. Nope. Actually, mechanic one wasn't four-wheel drive. Nope. Okay, so Darian, sorry, Darian and Margaret, they're not both four-wheel drive. Then um, the Rod says the McLaren has no abs, no, or ABS, sorry, well, it might have abs, but it doesn't have ABS. <laughs> it doesn't have abs either, it's a car. <laughs> it's got no power steering, no stability control, no driver aids, just like the first Land Rover. You know what, I, that's not the answer, but I would definitely give you um, um, bonus points for that. But, I mean, that, that would be, uh, there's a few things that were too obvious. You could say, hey, they both have headlights and they both have a seat where you sit in and they both have wheels. And I do like the, where you're going with no ABS and no, no any control systems, which would be very good. But this one is very specific. This is really specific, um, um, I would say, um, to a very, very, very few cars in the world. And that's why I asked that. So that, I like that no ABS and no assistance, but this is very, very specific because I could have picked any other yeah. car. They and, you know, the reality is that, let's be frank, this is the 52-week challenge. Whoever wins this week is is truly like, yeah, I mean, well, they will be the left. The person is the, the man or the woman. So, yes, they are the, they are the bomb. They will be left holding 
the crown, so to speak. <laughs> Or the trophy. The trophy, the crown and the trophy. So there we go. Keep those questions coming. And okay. So, yeah. So um, just very quickly, um, um, one of our, I, I don't know if it's our show's favorite cause, but the new, there's a new Katai uh, coming up. Katai. Yes. So, so, so this one has released um, some images and the same thing again of the new cash kind. Um, really interesting, I must say, if I look at the design, I really think it's beautiful. Very sharp lines and sharp edges, a very edgy design, interesting design with a front headlights. You know, normally with headlights, always have to be fairly big. Now with LEDs, you can have thin strips. So it has a thin light strip and then a very nice-looking daytime running lights that run over the bonnet. Very edgy design at the back as well. Really, if I look at the exterior design, um, quite a good-looking car. And, um, of course, petrol and diesel engines. But what really is very interesting for me is the fact that there's a version of this car that has a um, 1.5-litre petrol engine that works like a generator, which is really odd. In other words, you have a petrol engine that will generate electricity to batteries, and then the batteries will drive an electric motor that drives the car. So a very weird way to do a car, but that's quite, I'm not sure if we'll get that car. But I think it's really interesting if you just go and look at the images of the new cash car. Very edgy from the outside. Really good-looking car. Okay, I think we're going to have to go in, pal. It's uh, yes. starting to happen in a major way. But I have to say, guys, we, we, we have to find the winner this week. So I hope we have got it. Um, Should I give a small clue? No. Uh, okay. Uh, Hans says um, uh, three seats, no. Aldred says Gordon Murray designed the McLaren in the first Land Rover. I know yep. that that's a no. Even I know that. Am I right in that? You are right. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, so someone called Perushan, Perushan in Tonga says they both have independent suspension on each wheel. No. No. I think Vaughan and Howick may have it. So let's listen up to Vaughan's. I'm not sure, but I think this could be correct. Hi, Vaughan, KZN. The similarity between the first Land Rover and a F1 is they both had a central driving seat. Thank you. Woohoo, that's the right answer. A central driving seat. Well, no, no, well no, let's, I'm going to give it to him. It's central steering. So in the case of the McLaren F1, if you, um, it had uh, three seats. The driver sat in the middle, and the steering wheel was in the middle, and then there was actually a seat left and right. And in the case of the, that's why I, I tried to stop you when you said first production, because the, the concept for the first Land Rover, and they're quite rare, was actually central steering. In other words, to make it easier, we didn't have to worry about a, a right-hand drive or left-hand drive. In the first Land Rovers, the steering wheel sat in the middle, um, of the vehicle. So you, uh, you basically, would, uh, as a driver, would sit in the middle and you could have somebody sit in the left and right. Um, but that really didn't make it onto the, onto the production vehicle. The production car, of course, then became left and right and drive. But the first ones, um, and they're very, very rare, are, are actually center steering um, Land Rovers. So we just um, want interesting to... enough that yeah. that first Land Rover was actually, the design was drawn on a beach. Um, in the in the UK, so they were actually as they were sort of figuring out what to do, uh, a beach called the Red Wharf Bay is is sort of marked by Land Rover as where that first concept was actually drawn, literally in the sand. So we do want to, of course, say uh, to Hansen Strauss by he kind of got there, but he didn't get there. So Hans, don't like now get upset and say I said three seats because you didn't say the central driving seat. Is that correct? 
Central driving, center steering wheel, center driving position would be yes. That's the answer. So Vaughan said it, central driving position. Vaughan and Howick KZN. Vaughan, we have this for you. So we've got Vaughan on the line, Vaughan and Howick. Vaughan, you are the final champion of the 52-week challenge. How do you feel? Massively excited. Hi, Michelle. Yes, I am. Uh, I've been trying for 52 <laughs> weeks, actually. Well done, Vaughan. My partner, Jan- uh, Judy, won it one week, but she cheated. You you nearly and got your partner's name wrong. You were going to say Jan, ja- and then you said Judy. Yeah, that is, uh, I know. That is very... Very, very bad of me. That's, well, thanks for putting that out. That stuffed up my weekend. <laughs> Sorry, Judy. You know, but the 52-week uh... um, <laughs> um, challenge has been a favorite of ours during this lockdown oh. period. It's actually okay, so, so Vaughan, we have to go to news, but I've got a quick question for you. Yeah. Nico is loath to go back into the 52. He's exhausted by figuring yes. out these questions. What do you think we should be doing? I think we should carry it on. <laughs> a man with his experience, he should have to pull this something out the bag, I'm for sure. For another 52 weeks. Yeah. Vaughn and Judy, it's fabulous that you both have your names. Judy, I, I, I'm nervous to hear that you might have cheated to get it, but nevertheless, we all take it as that. <laughs> and uh, I love that you both come from Howick uh, in KwaZulu-Natal because it is one of my favorite areas. So there we go. I wish you both all the very best. Nico, we'll be back next week. Vaughan and Hans are going to lead us next week as we decide on how we take this forward. It's just gone 9 o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.